Hello, my name is Ronnie Edwards and I'm the director of Pomozzi Creatives. Thank you for joining me on the Everyday Inspirational Women podcast. I'll be spending time with and learning from women and girls that I personally find inspiring. Each one of us carries this incredible energy that can encourage and inspire. I really hope that you find a few inspirational nuggets from some of these women. Enjoy. Alison, I'm doing a project um, basically seeking out who I define as inspirational uh, women around Portsmouth and just wanting to find out more about them. So would you mind just telling us your story of how you started up Biscoes? Right, so I didn't start up Biscoes for a start. As as <laughs> um, you founded the whole thing. Okay. Um, Biscoes has been in existence since 1864. Oh, has so it? Um, so a big culture change here, um, which is down to the board here, not just down to me at all. Um, but on our board, I think mm -hmm. we're probably unusual in our makeup in that we have seven directors, um, four of whom are women. Um, oh, that's great. So a little bit unusual in that respect. Um, and yeah, we've, we've kind of, I think because of that, we, we promote women and women working, etc., in the workplace here. And this is how I first came across you, um, or heard about you even. I was uh, with my mentor, Steph, who comes up a lot in my podcast, actually. <laughs> and he's... Got to love him. <laughs> <laughs> he said in passing how there was this really um, exciting law firm that had a disproportionate amount of female staff com compared to... Yeah, it's not, I, I guess it's not unusual to have in, female in secretarial staff, but it's the, management, the management and more area, senior members of staff. Brilliant. Um, we have a lot of women. So just a bit of background law generally. Mm. Um, we're celebrating 100 years of women in the law because the first female solicitor was appointed, uh, allowed, admitted, as it's called, oh, oh. Uh, by the Law Society of England and Wales 100 years ago this year. That's so that's how long women have been practicing law. Where in the, you know, obviously, law has been practiced in this country for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so um, when I joined um, a profession, it was a common feature that mm. 40, 50 percent of women were going out of the profession after 10 years because they couldn't get partnerships. Or they couldn't rise to the top. You know, partly because they were starting families, but then they were coming back and finding that they were being overlooked. So, so we, we very much here have a, you know, an ethos that women will go away and have families. We've got a number of uh, support staff and fee owners who go off and have families. We're mm. very flexible about them coming back when they come back, oh, how they work, because the families will grow up and they will continue to be, you know, Indeed, um, good people to have in our business. So we don't treat it as it mm. was treated in, in years gone by, that it's a, it's a hindrance to your performance. So. Mm. Um, we have quite interesting um, directors' meetings at the moment because one of our directors um, is is on maternity leave until January, okay. but she still comes in for directors' meetings. So we have we have a small baby join oh, our directors' wonderful. meetings um, every month, 
um, and Watson sits and plays on the floor. Um, we also have so a, refreshing. We also have a male director who suffers with his back, so he spends a lot of our meetings laying on the floor because he has a bad back. So last oh. director's meeting, which was last Friday, they oh. were laying on the floor together. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> See, that, it, to me, is crying out for a social media post. Uh, it, it, it had how, one. Did yeah, it? it had one. <laughs> Look at how progressive this goes I love a bit of Twitter. But I, I find myself talking uh, you know, at director's meeting quite often because I lead a lot of the strategy that we've developed as a, as a board, um, I have somebody walking around the table with a small mm. baby and I have to get her to reverse the way she walks around because I get dizzy. <laughs> um, and another director who's laying on the floor because his back hurts. Oh, that's so, so refreshing <laughs> to hear. I love that. Um, so what would you say drives you? Um, like at the core of you? Because what you've achieved, seemingly, in a, not that long period of time, seems like a lot. Uh, I think um, I want... I mean, what drives me in Biscoes is mm. I want it to be um, a happy place to come to work. I want mm. people to enjoy working here. We want to attract the best talent in Portsmouth, Hampshire, um, best legal talent, best support, um, so that our clients get a really good experience of us. You know, there's nothing better, and we independently review um, lots of what we do. We mystery shop, which is very unusual for um, for really? a law firm. Mystery shop. Well, we've we've got a we've, we've worked with another with another agency who yeah. who. Three months of the year, we they come in and they they mystery shop by so ringing, going into receptions, yeah, going asking oh. for quotes, asking for a bit of advice on the phone, just to see how because you know we can say that we're the greatest, but if we don't test it, how do we know? Um, so that client experience oh, is, is what drives good. me, I guess, at Biscoes. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I love learning. I love mm. new things. So um, just in the last few weeks. Don't know why I thought it was a good idea. I've just <laughs> just started an, <laughs> so M many, started so many, an so MBA at Portsmouth University. Oh, how exciting! Um, In what? As a level um, seven apprenticeship, strategic leadership. Um, yeah, in so your spare time. In my spare time. Yeah. No, actually, I, no, all credit to my board because I go once a fortnight, and okay. then I'm, I, the apprenticeship requires me to do twenty percent uh, on the job. Okay. And how long um, did that last? Then? Two years. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. And um, is there anyone in your journey, or whether it's personal career-wise, that you kind of can really point out as somebody who was really inspirational to you and um, help mould your vision of who you are even? Uh, I guess my, my the, the, we call it, we'd call them training principles when, mm. I, when I was young. Um, uh, um, the, the chap that I was the article clerk to, because again, mm. article clerk, not a training solicitor, because I've been doing it for 27 years. Um, John Griffin, he was an amazing lawyer, but mm. also a lovely um, person, mm. just genuine, genuinely a nice, um, positive person, always smiling. And um, he, he kind of mentored you, as it were? Well, he was my training principal. Right. Very, very sadly, he had a heart attack when I was midway through my training contract. Mm. Uh, and although he did come back to work, um, by then I'd qualified and I'd sort of moved in a slightly different direction within the firm. Um, but yeah, he was he was an inspiration. And, and what was it about him? That? I think it was just the fact that he was he was genuine with people. You know, genuinely cared about That's people. Yeah. And I think you know, just not only from a yeah. professional perspective, but a personal perspective. Yeah. Um, a really lovely man, not with us any longer. Um, thank you for sharing that. I I love so Mosey. I love to hear about these <laughs> Me too. inspirational people and because you know, it's not. There's always a story behind a story about how you get to where you are, isn't there? Um, just coming on to Portsmouth um, as a wider city, what what would you 
what is it that you love about Portsmouth? Because that's one of my missions is to kind of just get the city out there and, and kind of mark out what amazing things are about it. I absolutely adore Portsmouth. I was born in St Mary's Hospital. Both my children were born in St Mary's oh, Hospital. Um, I I just think that, that there is probably very few places. I mean, lots of people will say their home cities are the best in the world, aren't they? But very, very few places you mm. could go in the world where you can be at the beach and then mm. half an hour later you can be in the countryside. I know, right? Um, yeah. You could be at a Tudor castle and then... 20 minutes later be down the road at Saxon Castle. Mm. Um, we have such a wealth of history here. I think yeah. it's amazing. And I, I'm really passionate about kind of getting that out, that message out there, that yeah. um, particularly now that we've got the option with the cruises coming in, mm. um, that visitors actually get to see what we've got to offer yeah. here. Um, yeah. I think that's been overlooked quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think Shaping Portsmouth, of which I'm a patron, so I'm passionate about that as well, um, it is um, it's a great organisation that is starting to highlight lots of the very mm. um, inspirational people, entrepreneurial people mm. that there are in the city. And um, I think you know, what, what it's demonstrating is that, that new businesses are coming out of this city and that there are so many amazing people mm. in the city. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been a great experience working with Steph. There his name is again. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> Because I think he's he's leading a great um, mm. community interest company there. Yes. All hail. <laughs> <laughs> the great Nina Tomsky. Mr. Steph. <laughs> um, but on the flip side of that, um, from your observation, and there may not be any uh, things that you observe, would you say there's anything specific that um, is a bit of a hindrance or a challenge for women in Portsmouth, in terms um, of their professional I do, profession? I, or yeah, I do think. I think aspiration within the city, which again is something that Shape mm. Portsmouth tries to work on, um, particularly amongst um, those who are, um, you know, in families claiming benefits, who have mm. generations of claiming benefits. I was a care lawyer before I, was a, okay. before I became managing director, so my work has all been around children being taken into care. And oh. the saddest thing is when you see a... A, a generational um, repeat, Patterns. a repeat mm. of that those kind of circumstances where, you know, perhaps a parent, somebody who becomes a parent who spent their life in foster care, then you know, repeats that same pattern again, mm. and I think that's that's really sad. Um, that must be quite a challenge to give yourself distance from. Like, yeah, I think cases because. Yeah, I mean, the, the, some cases hit you harder than others. Mm. Um, what, what I have had is some wonderful experiences, some wonderful experiences of working with some people who've really turned their lives around. Okay. Um, so, but I think that's the message that, that needs to, to be out there more often. It's so I've done some mentoring for the Girls Network. Oh, yes, um, they're great. Oh, are you one of the mentors? Is, How do you it <laughs> I'm not doing it this year because I'm doing the MBA, but I did do it did last year. Um, and we have a member of staff here who, um, who I met through Girls Network, okay. who'd been mentored, okay. um, who wanted to work in a law firm, and now she works for us. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's brilliant. I'm very pleased. So she literally had a work experience here yeah, yeah. a while ago? She came from, for, she... for two weeks' work experience after the Shaping Portsmouth conference. Yeah. Um, where she spoke very eloquently, age 16, about um, her experience of being mentored. Um, very good. So um, Giovanna, who was then the, the lead in this area, asked me if I'd take a two-weeks work experience, yeah. um, which we did, and then she stayed for the whole of the summer. She went off to college, 
did a, did a year of college and then came back and said, oh, actually, I think I, I want to go down this path. We, oh. So we've offered her a job and she's been here a couple of months now. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a lovely story. <laughs> oh. um, so as kind of providing opportunities for aspirational experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and just giving people, you know, youngsters in particular, yeah. um, that the whole work around um, road, roadmap to a career, just, mm. just the, what the opportunities are out there. Mm. Um, you know, I, I thought I'd given my children the best opportunities ever with their schooling and what have you. My son at 16 still had absolutely no idea what he wanted to do. Indeed. You know, yeah. it's, it's having those conversations that open up that thought process yeah. about what's out there and it doesn't necessarily have to be an academic path if that's yeah. not what people yeah. um, you know, are uh, drawn to. Yeah. But it's, you know, there are some great apprenticeships on offer in the city. Um, and I'm a big fan that you know, those are ways that people who traditionally wouldn't have wanted to go and sit in a classroom yeah. can, can actually learn experience. and upskill and, and, and yeah. make a career for themselves. Um, Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um, lots of food for thought there. So, just to finish, uh, one of my other fixations, I have many, Alison, is to just um, have opportunities for people to share an overcoming um, story. So, is there anything in your life journey that you've kind of had faced as a challenge and, and how did you overcome that? So, it doesn't have to be... Um, I, I, I guess it just goes back to that same thing, I, partly because I'm so pig-headed and stubborn, I had decided when I was, you know, before I was a teenager even, I wanted to be a lawyer. It used to be this old programme, which probably none of the people listening to this will remember because I'm that old, called Crown Court on the TV. Okay. And it was like a, it was like a um, docudrama type okay. thing. So and I watched it. I wasn't in the country. Okay, I'll let you off then. <laughs> it's not that I'm old. Um, and I remember watching it and thinking, God, I, that is amazing and I want to do that job. Mm. I had, there was nobody in my family who was in a, was a professional even, you know, no mm. doctors, no teachers, no lawyers. No. My dad was in the Navy, yeah. Mm. Um, and my mum worked in an office doing a fairly, you know, basic unskilled level of, of, of work. Mm. Um, nobody in my family had been to university. I just decided this is what I was going to do. I knew, I'd, you know, the route then very much le less so now because mm. it's become more diverse. But was that you did A levels, you went to university, you went to law school, you found a training contract, mm. uh, as they're called now, and that's how you qualified. I have to say, when I started my degree, I didn't even know that that was the path because I was so determined Fantastic. that I was going to do it. Yeah. I just got myself onto a law degree. Yeah. Um, and it was only when didn't I was there. Was yeah, <laughs> and then it was only when I was there I realised how how you know. How yeah, this was all going to pan that's out. Quite a process, isn't um, it? How many years is it all together? Uh, so you do three years of a degree, yeah. um, a year of what's now called um, legal practice course, and then two years of what was then called articles, now training contract. So six years basically. Yeah. Like architects. Yeah, a bit like that. Fantastic. Mm. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing all those thoughts and for your time as well, because I know you're a busy lady. And hopefully we'll see you at the next um, event. Yes, hopefully. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.